0: All right, it's Saturday morning. That means it's time for Mike Onesco's Renegade Rock here on the Rogue Radio Podcast Network, bringing all the great music every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now we've added interviews the first Saturday of every month. We have David Reese up and running. We have J. Jesse Johnson up and running. We have Ainsley Dunbar up and running. Bobby Caldwell's up and running. We have Davey Pattison up and running. And we have Mike Varney up and running. Running, and Greg Chase on Up and Running. And today, we have a very special guest, a former label mate. We were on two labels together with the one and only, the great Craig Erickson. Welcome to Renegade Rock, Craig. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Man, it's good to talk to you. It's been a long time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you did an interview when I was doing WJCU, the college station. Wow. That was 2016? Is that six years ago? (laughs)
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah. Ever ever since the lockdown, some of my
0: brain cells got hijacked. Oh, yeah, I hear that, man. So, Craig, we started off the show with businessman. That's a great tune. We play it here on Renegade Rock all the time. Want to tell us a little about that song and how it came to be, and uh, and where you did the recording, and who's on it, and blah blah blah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had that time was my buddy
1: uh, Al Robinson. He went with me over to France and Germany on some tours. He was a great friend of mine. He had that big bass sound and then we had Dave Morgan on drums and we, we kind of did that mostly live which was the cool thing about it. I think I had a pretty Marshall stack and uh, Sounds
0: a- great, man. Really.
1: Yeah, just straight into the amp. Maybe, maybe I had an overdrive pedal but it was like we did one of those things where you record in the studio all together but a little bit isolated, you know, with phones but
0: Right, right. And-
1: you know, that kind of thing, and I, I can't remember, like, I was probably singing the scratch vocal, maybe I had to redo bits and pieces, but that was fun, because we got the energy of that song, and we just wanted that, you know, that drop D, kind of heavy,
0: heavy riffage, and... Um, yeah, it's very heavy. What inspired you to write that song? Just the business, actually, just the business in yeah, general? I, it was just kind of a weird thing, because, you know, here I was working at
1: a music shop, guitar shop, and I was, you know, here, a musician, but kind of a businessman, too, and, and it's kind of, you know what it's like when you got to be a musician, you're and your day job and your music job and
0: yes I do I'm still doing yeah, it
1: I think you understand that one <laughs> but, but, but music itself is a business and it you know, is you got all this stuff floating around in your head and sometimes just it waves on and it's kind of like a blues you're like hey I got all this business to take care of and I think the words are something like you take care of your business I'll take care of mine because when everybody's Yakking at you with all these different ideas, or right?
0: I love your lyrics, by the way. You write good lyrics, very good. Are those all life experiences, or just yeah,
1: yeah. If it's not about me personally, it's about you know, friends of mine, or something from a movie, or somebody over
0: here in the airport, or something like that. So, Craig, how did you end up getting signed by Mike Varney? Were you featured in his guitar column, or did you just send him a tape or a CD? How, How did you get hooked up with Varney?
1: You know what? That's you know, both of us being from the background of work with Mike Barney, I know you've done a lot of things with Mike Barney. You guys have known each other forever back in this. Were you from California along in that same area and stuff at one time? Or you lived up there? Right? Yeah,
0: I lived in the Bay Area, and I met Mike when he was a teenager. In fact, I just did Mike's interview. was the last interview I just did a, a couple of days ago, and it was just really cool talking to Mike and going back and all the things we yeah. did together. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: no, and, and, I, you know, and I heard about you early on and stuff there and all I was I was a big fan of Shroud that's a cool thing working in a guitar shop and being such a big not only musician but a fan of good guitar players and right. music. and I look you know legendary in Guitar Player Magazine and here's Mike Barney's picture every month and I, and I love the idea of discovering new guitarists and giving other people a chance I thought that was amazing that he did that
0: did you and send so, him a tape?
1: yes and it was kind of a dream of mine I'm like oh I don't know I probably you know there's so many guys and I just said well I'm just gonna do it anyway my daddy encouraged me he said what? wow he said, good, for
0: good for you good for you
1: and i did and and you know when i got that call on standing there in my guitar shop you know changing strings and i'm going oh, you kidding this is b mike Barney, you know <laughs> and, then he, <laughs> and then he was so cool and and, and him, uh, so and then i think i saw him at the nam show and i maybe talked to him on one of the booths and played a little guitar that
0: I, was the first time i met you is the 93 nam show really yeah see you were okay. walking around and Mike introduced us
1: that's right yeah yeah because yeah now those are so fun because what a way to network with people uh, I know
0: those days are gone though I'm telling oh, you
1: oh, those are the good days so you know you know how it is working with him you know he was very uh, very encouraging but very pushing me to do better than I thought I could yes uh, you know this is good but can you give me something even more you know more intense can you
0: was that your first time now? working with a producer?
1: I had recorded stuff as a teenager with
0: people around the Midwest and stuff. And as a sideman, but on my, as a solo thing, yes, it was. Yeah, me too. And it was interesting. A mm-hmm. g- good learning session. Uh, the Varney Challenge, good. right?
1: Yeah, in
0: time. We, we only had so many hours and so many dollars to make these records. And, uh, yeah. and we did. We had fun, though. We really did. Prairie Sun. Oh. Did, did you go to Prairie Sun? Yes. Yes.
1: Fant- you know, the idea of me sitting here, you know, out in the Midwest, and then all of a sudden like, okay.
0: You're in son uh, huh? yeah. You're
1: going to fly out to San Francisco area and, and go to this big studio where
0: all these legendary people recorded up here with great gear and great musicians. And Muka.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, a just very, very amazing atmosphere and stuff going on up there. I I, I can't remember which album I was up there doing, and uh, Tom Waits was recording his Swordfish Trombone album. I want to grab he was in the other studio
0: with that special room now that room is a legend now up there and I think you used Greg Chason and Jeff Martin for a record too didn't you yes
1: yeah, those guys, man, yeah, you you work with them in Badlands, and what what fantastic...
0: Uh, guys, players. I know, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So you got the call, next thing you know, you're in Prairie Sun, and you're recording all these songs that you've been writing your whole life, or, or are these just tunes you just recently uh, sent to Varney, or you know how it is, you have your whole life to write for the first
2: record. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> but the funny thing is, you know, and, and, and Mike, you know, what Brian mentioned, too, so, you know, when I was sending stuff to him, we were in that phase of guitar where there was a lot of shred. Right. And instrumental. Which I, uh, I, 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 I,
0: I yeah, you're good. You're a shredder.
1: Well, I was teaching 45 students a week. and, and Wow. And That's and a lot, English, man. I was transcribing Inveil stuff and everything. And so the stuff I initially gave him was more Steve Morris, Oldsworth, Jeff Beck, all that kind of stuff, all instrumental.
0: Which is still cool. And,
1: yeah and you know and and it was just the timing for it there was so much of that that it was almost like well do you sing it all oh well, well what if you put some cool rippage and a little bit of shredding in with some kind of blues rock classical I mean classic uh, mountain uh, you know cream and all that kind of stuff the stuff we all grew up with loving you know
0: and who who's on your first uh, Shrapnel record is that are you using Atma or one of them yeah
1: those? that was Atma. and then John Onder who played with Joey Tafoya
0: right 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 are those guys still around
1: oh now, uh lives in Europe somewhere, and uh, he's still doing a lot of recording. recording. Yeah, who did,
0: who did I hear? He was just playing recently with somebody, if I'm not mistaken. I think I heard somewhere.
1: Some guy named Roy Marchbank that's kind of like
0: Sean Lane. Wow, that's pretty cool. I still freak out when I hear his version of uh, West Side Boogie. Oh. And uh-huh. I, I talked to Ray about that. Ray didn't know about it, and then he checked it out, and he said he was humble. Yeah, when he heard it, he was, like, you know, moved.
1: Yeah, those guys are on a high level, Ray Gomez and Sean
0: know. So you, you, you rocked out with Varney. He hooked you up with Glenn Hughes, and right. that must have been fun. Tell us about that. Your, you did the Hughes solo record, and then you went out as, and tra- did Trapeze, right? Right,
1: that was a very intense, you know, time of my life. You know what it's like when you these people you just go, I didn't think I'd quite get it on that level. I thought I was just gonna you know and it's like I just got back uh from yeah. California, and I was sitting at my house with my wife at the time, and I and all of a sudden, I go, she goes, "I think it's Mike Vardy calling again." And I'm like, and "He goes, have you ever heard of this guy named Glenn Hughes from Trapeze and Do Of course, <laughs> yeah. Used Thrall, I love the Used Thrall. I
2: know.
0: Wow, coast cool. to coast. What a song, oh, man.
1: What a great, yeah, muscle and blood and all that. Yeah, throng. yeah, muscle and blood. Yeah, me stuff. Thrall, so. So I, I go, you got to be kidding me. So I'm talking to that guy, uh, you know, and he said, "Oh, yeah, you can write some stuff like you Thraw, but listen to D. Purple, listen to Trapeze, and just kind of put it. So basically, I wrote a lot of the riffs and the music for that whole record. I could I, tell, I could tell. Yeah, I had the demos. Um, done and and I got out there and then Tony Franklin on bass and all those guitar players you know from you know Mark Campbell. and Mike hooked
0: Tony. us up with the best players didn't he? What's up? Mike hooked us up with the best players, man.
1: Oh my gosh, Tony Frank was incredible. And then um, sitting in the studio with Mark, I, I mean uh, Warren D Martini.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Such a, good, such a good player, you know. And Richie Cotson was on that, but but Glenn, you know, he was he was very. Cool, and of course, he thought it was interesting, I think, because Tommy Bowen being from Iowa. Right, right. He wanted, he wanted, so it was kind of interesting. And, and uh, yeah, the trapeze thing, I didn't expect at all, and that was just mind-blowing. Did
0: you tour all over the place?
1: Well, I, you know, to, I'd never been out of the country, and I flew over to England to rehearse with them. <laughs> To do, the, to do the opening of the first time he toured with them in 20 years. Or something. Wow, was like,
0: how heavy. That, that was wild. Nothing heavy. like pressure, huh? The,
1: the cool thing about that, they hit a lot of these classical rock halls, like the Roxy in Atlanta and uh, Kings Bar in Tulsa. Right. Odeon and Cle- the Odeon, is it called in Cleveland?
0: The Agora? Agora. Yeah, the Agora. What's,
1: what's the there
0: was bar? there is an Odeon, though, too
1: there for some reason. But then all the places in Texas where they were San Antonio and Dallas and Austin and everything and south by southwest. But that yeah, that was something like out of a dream or something. Did else. you do Coast to Coast? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And and now Galley on guitar? Wow. He, Is
0: he on that live in Japan record? Uh,
1: Melgally, I don't know if if uh, you know if he's on um what all he's on there. So I know he's on the uh, studio stuff, but I don't. Does Trap to have a live album?
0: I don't know. I I know there was a Glenn Hughes live on on. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was the Shrapnel, band, yeah. I think that
1: was some of the guys from Europe. and Europe. Some Killer Swedish players on that one.
0: How many records did you do for Mike Varney? Four or five?
1: Yeah, I think I did the initial four.
0: The, the first four deal, the the four record deal. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The four, the, I'll but, never uh, sign yeah. that again. Yeah, you never, you never get those. Nobody ever offers
0: those anymore now. So. Well, yeah, and, and we, just, we were so busy trying to recoup the previous record
1: thing about it is the way i look at all the stuff that happened then it was good yeah it was like some out of a dream it really was all all the endorsements all the traveling all the meeting people was just
0: now your music's in film that's really cool we were very lucky to be part of the blues bureau initial wave you know really yeah oh yeah hey
1: all all those and those tribute albums yes (laughs) legendary
0: legendary legendary
1: the Korean tribute thing and all, I mean that's some great
0: stuff I know Mike called me up and he goes hey cause we were looking for bass players to, for the record right and yeah. he, he goes guess who we got for bass and I go who he goes Tim Bogert I go are you kidding me <laughs> You got to go pick him up at the airport. No okay. way. I was so nervous. That's I cu- I was so nervous. I couldn't believe it. So then you jumped to Grooveyard. You went over to Grooveyard. Were you on Grooveyard before I joined Grooveyard or was it after? I can't
1: remember. I think, I think the first time I did was 2000 or 2001.
0: Oh, so you were on Grooveyard before me, yes. because yeah, I, I think I was on Comet Records in 2000. Okay. So I did. That,
1: I did the Shine record. And Shine, Shine, right? Yeah, that had businessmen on it, and then it had uh, Wild Dogs with Glenn Hughes singing and Johnny Bolan on draw.
0: That's a. I played that track. That's a very good track.
1: Which was pretty, you know, exciting, and and uh, and then of course Rob. Bob the mold from he's up in Canada
0: now from Riverdog. Right, right. Yes, very he's good. Sang, he sang on fourth
1: track from that thing.
0: So this is Mike Onesco. You're listening to Mike Onesco's Renegade Rock here on the Rogue Radio Podcast Network. We're talking with the great guitar player Craig Erickson, and we're uh, we've already started off the show with a track called Businessman, and now we're going to listen to a track called The Loneliest Hour, and we'll be right back with more Craig Erickson. This is Mike Onesco. We're back with Craig Erickson on Renegade Rock. Craig's talking about he just started his session with uh, Grooveyard Records. Tell us about your stint at Graveyard Records, Craig.
1: See that? Yeah, that record shine.
0: The, the cool thing about that is I think Mascot picked that up for
1: distribution. Yes, the good label. Yeah, Ed. Yes. Yeah. Then I was able to get back over to Europe and and tour in. Uh,
0: you were big in France, France. right?
1: Well, yeah, I done I done a couple French tours. Bec- oh yeah, because Stradma was distributed by Roadrunner back then, right? And so that was based out of Fran- Roadrunner France, and so that was cool. But um, so then on um, Grooveguard, he mascot picked up Shine, and so then I was able to tour in Germany and um, Netherlands and you know some different places like that. And you and you you've toured in Europe a lot. Yeah, like it's there. fun, isn't it? <laughs> Man, they're so I know,
0: they have all your records, they know all the stuff. It's just wonderful. It's
1: awesome and there's some really cool uh clubs with great sound and, you know no, it, was, it was fantastic. Did and you use
0: a band great. did you use a band from over there or did you bring your own yeah, band? Yeah, I
1: went the first couple times I went over there, I take my own band. Oh, I, cool. there, I was I was solo, and then I was able to take my band, and then when I was in Germany and stuff, I took my bass player and drummer, and Rob, Rob LaMoltz came and sang
2: on uh, both of those tours in Germany for, for that record. Wow.
1: And we did we did one other record for Mascot called
0: Ride. I don't I think, think I'm that. familiar with that.
1: It's hard to find, but it has, you know, me and uh, Rob Lamolk and this bass player and drummer from Canada. And, what uh, a
0: singer he is, man.
1: Oh, he sang incredible on that record and then uh, then I did some more Grooveyard records man it's, it's hard to even remember the years they just kind of all melt together <laughs> it was cool that I had a, a, a place that was getting you know still getting the music out there it, I was able to go over to Europe a few more times and keeping I, the
0: rock alive did you ever do Rock Palace?
1: no man I love those shows from Rock Palast, though. like the, uh, is it, is there a Roy Gallagher from Rock Palace?
0: everybody's been on Rock Palace. Yeah, it's nuts
1: Pat Travers. oh my gosh those are so well you, you've got on the rock. We
0: did. You know, in that video, that one bootleg video that was released has 800,000 views. Wow. I know. I wish we got money from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even a dollar a view, I'd be happy. I could retire.
1: Yeah, get the a lot of Monetization on that
0: one, now. Yeah, I've tried. I've complained to YouTube. For some reason, that guy he won't submit or something. I don't (laughs) know. So Rock Blast, they released their own official version. Like three. So and that's close to two hundred thousand views already. No, that that is great. I've got several videos
1: from that. Like I say, I think Roy Gallagher and, and different things. But, yeah, um, Roy. You no, know, you know, so We played some really good clubs. Over, I think in Hamburg, the downtown.
0: Germany like, rocks. Home. Germany rocks.
1: Yeah, it was it was really good.
0: So, who who was your main influence as a kid? Who was the first guitar player you heard? Heard this guy? You said this is the what I want to do. Was it the Beatles?
1: Yeah. Yeah, my first two records is, is of course, Sgt. Pepper's and *Axis Bowl as
0: well. Wow. Well, pretty psychedelic two records. <laughs>
1: yeah, and i was pretty, you know, but then when I was 13, I had my band and we did, you know, we did something like Cream, Zeppelin, Mountain. Just in high school? Yeah, junior high.
0: January. Okay. Cool.
1: And so you know, so I, you know, and I'm sure you get this too. Like nowadays, people are like, these kids, they're only 15 and they're playing like that. But when we were growing up, we we're like, yeah, well, you know, Peter Frampton was only 15 in Humble Pie, and Neil Schon was only 15 or 16 and Santana.
0: So. Right, and got asked to join yeah. Derek and the Dominoes.
1: Yeah, that's nothing new. You know, that's
0: right? <laughs> nothing new. That's right.
1: Right. Being that. That old and starting like that, yeah. So
0: that's but, so then then that you just knew that was it. You were on your way and you formed your first band, which was called.
1: Uh, our first band was called Nobody.
0: Nobody. Yeah. And what kind of music was that like? Cream, the, yeah. all, all the stuff we were just yeah, talking about.
1: All that stuff and originals and uh, you know Hendrix, of course, too.
0: Yeah. I like the bass player you jam with out there. What's his name? John Hall. Yeah. John yeah, you guys rock together. Some of the gigs I've watched you guys. I I should drive out to Des Moines and just jam for a weekend with yeah. you guys.
1: Yeah, you should come out here. I've been yeah.
0: through Des Moines on eighty a million times driving cross country.
1: Well, you know, and I talked to um, you know Michael Lee Perkins isn't that far. He's mm-hmm. over in Omaha, I think.
0: That's He's right. Watching. They 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 moved right.
1: He said, he
0: said he would come out, too, so let's all get together. Wow. I like the, You know, it's funny. Michael Lee married yeah. a girl that was friends with my second wife. When I first met my second wife, her younger sister hung out with these other girls, and, and Jen was one of them. Isn't that crazy? Yeah.
1: Fantastic. And he was at Prairie Song when I was there. He's great, man. With the Howling Iguanas with the little John Christmas. Right, right, yes. Yeah, and right. then I was in Paris, and he was there at the same time. We were staying in the same hotel. We went out to eat in Paris.
0: Wow, that's a cool connection, man.
1: Yeah, weird coincidence.
0: Craig, I have to tell you, I really admire your guitar playing. Your And thank you for your solo on the, the Guitar Army record. is just ripping. And
1: cool record like that's a great that is heavy (laughs) rippage one life. That record is heavy rippage from beginning to end. Great riff. Thank you. Great bass player and drummer.
0: Twenty two year old bass player and drummer. Just it
1: that
0: it just kicks all the way through. And and uh, you know the guy you're playing with, Billy Sullivan, on that track, he plays. Uh, he he travels the world with Herman's Hermits. I seen stuff about him.
1: I didn't even I didn't realize that he's really he's versatile. super
0: he's talented. talented. Yeah, he plays you play with Gary Lewis and the Playboys and all kind yeah, of. No, he, he's a total pro. So what what do you got going on these days, Craig? Tell us about your new projects.
1: Okay. The last thing I did was with this Dirty Dave Oste, uh Grand Revival. I love Dirty Dave. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard this album. If you got a copy of it, no,
0: I haven't. What a voice! Uh-huh. I love his voice. He's
1: man. This record is. Is it out? Yeah, it's out. Is this on and Grooveyard? Yep. Okay. I'll you know I'll get you a copy or whatever. Oh you know, no! A- I'll just
0: I'll, I'll bug Joe for one.
1: Yeah, it's total. 70s rock, and, and that guy produced it incredibly well. He yeah. was playing drums, and he engineered the whole thing.
0: Are you co-writing and playing rhythm guitar? Yeah. and? Yeah, we, what we did is it's double leads, it's
1: outlaws, double and triple leads. Wow, nice. That's hard right, rock, southern
0: rock. I'm getting excited.
1: Yeah, he's, he's mind-blowing. Are you singing too? Yeah. I sing half, he wrote five, I
0: wrote five. Wow, very cool, man. It's a great. Hey, you and me ought
1: to do that sometime. We
0: should. I was going to ask you about that. I've been meaning to, you know, it'd be nice to get you, myself, and maybe Tony Spinner and okay. and, and do something, you know?
2: Blues
1: Bureau
0: Reunion. Yeah, the Blues Bureau. Tony's not far. He's in Arkansas, right? He,
1: yeah, he's he's.
0: He's crazy. I I want to get him on Renegade Rock, too, and ask him about how he ended up in Toto. Yeah.
1: That's a background
0: singer. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've read a bunch of stuff about that. And his album, uh, Saturn Blues, where he had, I think you had John Onder and what, Ainsley Dunbar, maybe? Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, right. So but how anyway, did you get, tell me, tell, tell keep talking about your new projects.
1: Yeah, so I got the, the Grand Revival. Now, I've been working on this other album for two years. Mike Barney has uh, been a good advisor and a good uh
0: Mike's coach. the best, man.
1: He coached me through this whole thing, and it has Jeff site on drums from Aquarium Rescue Unit, Sean Lane. Nice. Whole thing, but it's it's a wild record. It's it's got elements of Frank Marino, Trauer, uh, Hendrix, David Bowie, Eric Gales. It's got a little everything. It's it's all over the map. Have down. you heard the so-
0: new? Pinnock Gale's Bridging Record?
1: Yes, I love that. Pretty crazy
0: love, stuff, yeah. I love Hey,
1: You know, when you mention Eric Gale's or Pinnock, anything they're involved with is good for me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I can do it. I know you jammed with Eric Gale before, right? Uh,
1: Yeah, I, I, I did a couple times, once in Memphis and once in my hometown.
0: I, I would be intimidated to get on stage with that guy. I, I was just going <laughs> to I <laughs> saw him <laughs> blow Joe Bonamassa off the stage. It was like, whoa,
1: man. He was, he was so nice to me. Both times, I gotta say. He, he seems like
0: cool. a nice guy. He really does. He stepped
1: back and he goes, Come on, man. You know, do this for your hometown now. Come on. And then the other time, he was like, Oh, it's the first time we're going to play, man. You know, and he was like, He's cool,
0: man. <laughs> but he's, he's doing great things. He is. Yeah. And you can thank Mike Varney for that. Exactly. For unleashing so many great guitar players in the world. I'm just uh, yeah. happy to. I met so many, you. I met so many great people through Mike Varney. It's just crazy. So, Craig, we only got a few more minutes here. We're gonna end up this last song called nothing let's talk about that and then you can say some last word before we uh part here
1: all right um nothing, nothing. What,
0: what what is that title about nothing <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, it's about, like, being, I think it's about, you know, being happy with simple, the simple things in life. And, you know, whether you whether you get a lot of success or glory or a lot of money or material things, whatever, you can be happy just sitting on your porch or, you Boy. know, with your family or with your star. Ain't that the truth. Take a walk in the woods. It's not all about everything, all the glitz and the glam. It's about, you know breaking it
0: down especially okay. these days at my age every life is a gi- every day is a gift yes i mean you're close it's- behind i'm sure but
1: well you know, and, and we all have a lot of friends and acquaintances we've lost. Yes. We've lost family members and friends. Tons.
0: And- yeah, I just lost my dad two years ago. My mom uh, had some problems last year. So, But other than that, it's been a really great—I'm I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life in my old age. So, I, like you yep. said, it isn't all about financial success or the glitz and the glam. It's about just being happy with what you've accomplished and what you have.
1: Yeah. And, the, you know, you get wisdom about not being so nervous about everything. You can just kind of, like, lay back and go, eh. let Yeah, let everybody run around with the chicken, yeah. like, chickens without their heads. You're so right. I don't
0: crazy. worry as much as I used to. <laughs> right. Just kind of
1: chill out and enjoy life as the parade goes by and, uh, you know, play our guitars. And-
0: so I definitely want to do, uh, now you got my wheels turning. That's the next yeah. project. we, we got to do a project with you, me, and Tony. It, it should be fun.
1: Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm up.
0: I love this idea of collaboration. So, Craig, do you have any last words for our Renegade Rock listeners here? We uh, we play your, your stuff all the time on Renegade Rock. You're on rotation, by the way.
1: Hey, I just say, you know, keep it real. Be good to people. Keep listening to good guitar music and supporting the real music and it comes from the heart and with the good tones, man. That's all you
0: can ask for. We live for those tones. Craig, it's been great talking to you. Love you, brother, and label mates on two labels. We've known each other for a long time. I dig all your music, and I hope we get to work together soon. Hey,
1: back at you, Mike, and, and thanks so much, and I appreciate what you do uh, for music and gu- the guitar world in general.
0: Thanks, Craig. Take care. Craig Erickson on Renegade Rock. Hey. Thanks, man. Bye. Take care, Craig.
2: Got a couple of things I think I should see. I try not to let myself we for this world Till you push it all away Sometimes you gotta take a break And just let the music play This way If you wanna get your soul You gotta give it all back And take a little walk down By the railroad track Forget about your ego they can you on the top, I got nothing, I like it that way. I got nothing can take that away? All i, I can't be got a soul It's You know it's more precious than gold. Sometimes they might try to let me But thanks to my special friend You know that you can't finish me Cause when I got nothing I like it that way I got nothing at all That way, I got none can take that way. Oh, thank God, more so, you know it's more precious than gold.